Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 614. And we're dealing with monsters, this 16-part series on monsters and how to overcome the typical monsters that get in the way. Now, what you'll notice is I may call them something slightly different than you feel them, but listen into them and figure out how they apply to you so that you can get the most benefit out of it. Today, we're episode 614, and it is procrastination, the master disaster. Procrastination, the master disaster. This this episode here has three parts. First of all, I want to talk about what procrastination is, why we do it, and you know what why it gets in the way so much, and why I'm calling it the master disaster. And then we're going to talk about how to get rid of it, because this is really about mastering your monsters, not just swimming in them or letting them continue to defeat us. It would be really easy to talk about all the ways that procrastination hurts us and why we really shouldn't do that. And wow, we need to quit procrastinating. And how many times have you said that to you or something like that, right? And then not done anything about it. Well, that won't do any good. So we're going to get rid of it today. We're going to get rid of it here now. Procrastination, the master disaster, three parts. One, we're going to talk about ruts. What ruts are, mental ruts, how they work, you know, and what causes us to live into those so easily. We're going to talk about the big three, fear, procrastination, and self-sabotage. Those are the bars of what I call the cage that we live in sometimes because it is so easy for us to see the goals that we want, see someone right there. I I can reach that thing. Oh, and I can't reach it. I'm because I'm in this cage, kind of like a bird, you know? Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, I can't quite reach it. That's like being in a cage and that's no fun. That's why sometimes I talk about breaking the cage. And then we're going to talk about timing, like the power of now, of seizing a moment and making it your own so that procrastination is no longer part of your daily habit. So first of all, let's talk about ruts. There was a a road that I was near the house where Joy and I lived in Phoenix. Uh, We lived there eight years, I think. And that road was paved except the last quarter mile. Maybe it was a half mile. The last half mile wasn't paved. And the the pavement ended, and then there was a half mile of dirt road, and then it ran into a paved road again. And uh, for some reason, they hadn't paved it, and they hadn't paved it, and they hadn't paved it. So 
every time it rained, that road got wet, obviously, and it was driven on a lot by cars because it was the connector between one subdivision and then a road which went by some other subdivisions. And for some reason, it hadn't been part of any developer's agreement to pave that little piece of road. You know, often when developers come and build a subdivision, they have to do some street improvements as part of the city permit, but nobody had to do that quarter, half mile of road, and so it stayed dirt, right? Then, uh, this was in Phoenix, so the road didn't stay wet very long, and it quickly dried. Well, every time it rained, and rained hard, it got mushy, and then it would dry, and and someone would have driven over it 50 or 100 or 200 times while it was wet, and so it got all squished in a different way, and the ruts changed all the time. So there were deep ruts, and they were yucky, and the dirt was hard. The soil there is clay, and so they would harden into these rough ridges and ruts. Now, Joy and I like to ride our bicycles, and the, our favorite route included this half-mile road because there were only two ways out of our subdivision, and that was one of them. So unless we went in and out the same way, which we could do, but we like going out the back a lot. So you, you get the picture. So driving down that or riding the bike down that road with ruts became a challenge, and the challenge changed all the time uh, because every time it rained or rained a lot, then the ruts would change, and then they would harden into these, these ridges that were almost like concrete. And sometimes they were deep, three, four inches deep, and so you'd have to navigate these ruts. And, and you know, when people drive over it, they don't follow one, you know, crisscross, and so it would be rough, rough ruts and ridges. And um, um, more than once, I crashed. So trying to ride it, ride it, and try to bounce between the ruts, and I, I would crash on the bike. And it didn't happen a lot, but I, you know, I tore a couple pairs of pants and got a few scraped knees because uh, the, the ruts had just gotten, you know, so bad that I couldn't navigate them and, and crash. Joy always slowed down and went way over to the edge and I tried to navigate them and she was probably smarter than I was. Anyway, ruts are those kinds of things in our lives. They're habits that we talked about earlier they are the habitual way we do things, the path of least resistance, the neurotransmission path that we have, the normal way of coping. Going against those ruts is hard. And so when anything wants to challenge those ruts, we would rather procrastinate. We'd rather put it off, which really is just falling into the same rut, <clears throat> going back to the habit, doing the old thing. That's what a rut is. That's how it works. It's the same in our minds and the same in our lives. A lot of the time, I, I lump fear, procrastination, and self-sabotage together, even though I know we're talking about procrastination here, because fear and self-sabotage are two of the reasons we procrastinate. We're afraid we will fail. We're afraid we'll be embarrassed. We're afraid we'll be revealed as not knowing how to do something. I used to be afraid that if I put my very best effort in and it wouldn't be good enough, then I would really prove that I was bad, wrong, stupid, you know, I couldn't do something. And so rather than do that, I would procrastinate and then hurry up and do it at the end. And if it wasn't perfect, ah, you know, I didn't really have time, best I could do. Well, I don't know what, how much of that resonates with you, but procrastination out of fear that we won't get it done, that we won't look good, that somebody will, 
you know, reject it is a powerful demotivator, and we do that a lot. The other thing is self-sabotage, where we don't deserve or we think we can't have a certain level of accomplishment. I don't belong here. I shouldn't be able to do this. I don't deserve this. That's another version that drives us to procrastination. So what are we going to do about that? Well, the first thing, we talked a little bit about that in another episode, and that is you got to notice. <clears throat> so this is a number one. First, declare, I'm going to change this. Any of the monsters we're going to talk about in this series can be changed, and only when you make a firm determination to change it. Because if it was easy, you wouldn't need a monster episode to talk about it. You wouldn't need a program to change it. You could just do it. I'm not going to do that anymore and quit doing it. When you've got a strong habit behind something, then you have to intentionally change it. So step one to end procrastination is declare, I'm finished procrastinating. Step two is don't try to quit procrastinating on everything all at once, all across your life. Just pick a thing. Let's pick a one that's a very big habit for a lot of people, and that's the snooze button. I'm going to quit procrastinating getting up in the morning. Often we procrastinate because we went and hit the snooze button a lot. That's what I mean. We procrastinate getting up. But this is a, a metaphor for all procrastination because we don't want to do the thing, whatever the thing is, right? So a snooze button is a handy way to procrastinate just a little because it's only a few minutes and then we don't feel so bad about doing it. I'm sure that was the cruelty that invented the snooze button, right? To allow us to procrastinate by degrees. Now, this picture behind me of this person doing these martial arts forms or Qigong forms, this is a perfect example. You don't procrastinate when you're learning martial arts, any kind, whether they're internal energy arts or whether they're the external arts like Kung Fu or Tung Sudo or any of those. You, you have to do them on a regular basis. So if you're going to overcome procrastination, the first step is a declaration. I'm finished with this way of life. That will have to be made repeatedly over and over and over and over again because your habit is going to test your will or your declaration. You say, I'm going to do this, and your habit says, oh, no, you're not. This is the way we do it, that neural pathway is worn in our head. So that declaration might need to be repeated. Step two, drop the drama. Okay, you're going to change something because you've judged that it doesn't work and you want to have a better life, a better process. You want to do something different with this ending of procrastination. So step one, make a declaration. Step two, drop the drama. Stop making yourself bad and beating yourself up for it. Step three, notice every time you procrastinate, What's going on inside of you? Like, pay attention to the feeling. Is it, is it a fear? Are you afraid of something? Where is it in your body? Is it in your stomach, in your neck? And what are you thinking at that moment? Why is it, what's, what is resisting? Sometimes I ask the question, who's talking here? And I try to give voice to the resistance I'm feeling. So I have to do something, or I don't have to, but I have something I have said I'm going to do, and I feel a resistance, and I like to ask, okay, who's talking here? What is this voice? Who? Often what I've discovered is it is a fear voice. It's a voice of, um, I, I guess I would call it lazy, just in terms of, 
uh, it's going to take some effort. But effort isn't really, I'm not afraid of effort. Maybe ah, when I dig a little deeper, it's, well, maybe I won't know how. Or maybe it'll be harder than I thought. Or maybe I'll do it wrong. Or some version of fear, that fear of some part of it. Maybe fear of the unknown. Maybe it'll be revealed that I don't know how to do something I think I'm going to do. I think I'm trying to do, right? So first, de uh, declare you're done. Second, uh, make sure... Ah, I forgot my order here. For, first is you've got to make a declaration that you're going to change. And first, and then say it over and over again. And second is be kind to yourself. Drop the drama. That was it. And the third is... Um, Notice what's exactly going on, okay? Fourth, let's just nibble at this. So often what I'll do is I'll say, well, okay, what if I just start? When I used to feel this fear or resistance writing books, that's what I would do. And you know I've written a whole bunch of books now. I've written 16, and I have six underway as of this recording. By the time you see it, maybe I'll have 18 done. Who knows? But I used to feel a resistance. So one of the things I did was nibble. All right, let's make sure the story arc is done. The story arc is a book that I wrote about how to write books. But the key is to nibble at it. Get the outline done, get the chapters done, and then just get the first couple of sentences done. I don't have to write very much. Just how would I start this chapter? What would be the first idea? And just write a couple things knowing I can dump them, right? So nibble at it. The second thing or the, not the second thing, I think we're on step five now, but set aside some time every day to work on it. If this is a project like writing a book, or if it's a thing like we started with, which is the snooze button, then gradually reduce it. Oh, I've usually hit the snooze button three times. All right, tomorrow, we're just going to do two. Tomorrow, we're going to do two snooze buttons. It's not the end of the world, and I'm not committing the rest of my life. Tomorrow, we're going to do two. Or if the issue is, I hit snooze buttons because I go to bed late, then I'm only going to watch TV, you know, one less episode if you're binge watching something. Or I'm just going to skip the news. It's all negative and doesn't do anything anyway. Or, you know, some little step. Take a little step so you don't have to eat the elephant. Like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Another piece is to reward yourself for success. I have a client who always, he, who, who resists rewarding himself because he says, that's ah, just what I'm supposed to do. No, no big deal there. Well, when he learned to reward himself, even in small ways, acknowledge success and reward it, things changed for him. That got fun. We like rewards. We like checking things off. It actually produces neurochemistry that's positive. A, a little shot of dopamine, which is that feel-good neurotransmitter. So reward yourself. Set goals, and not hard ones. In fact, the opposite. Set easy ones, because the cadence of success is this. I said it. I did it. I said it. I did it. And if you find it hard to keep your promises to yourself, shrink the promises. Make them little. I said it, I did it, I said it, I did it. Even little tiny ones. You'll find that that boosts your ability to eliminate procrastination. Another step is to get some accountability. Accountability can be as simple as reporting to someone. 
If you have a coach, which I highly recommend, if you're serious about making big personal progress, then use, you know, make some commitments to your coach and report on them, even daily with a little text message, right? So accountability is a big help. If you're going to go to the gym or do something like that, get someone to go with, get a partner, get an accountability buddy. There's lots of structures, even online now, and little apps that are accountability apps that will help you do that. So take advantage of the tools. Start small, take advantage of your tools, and reward yourself for small progress. Seize this opportunity. After all, you only have one life, one chance, one pass through each day. No drama for the past. Remember the future is a blank page. Love yourself, seize the day, and master the procrastination monster. I can tell you for sure, if you do this, it will be a big boost to your confidence, your energy, and your power as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet